Hello, everyone. Welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda Williams, and today we have a special episode because we have a beautiful guest, one of my dear, dear friends. Her name is Sally Friedman, and she is the author of a brand new book called 52 Quotes to Color Your Weeks, plus a few more. So we're going to talk to Sally today about her book, about color, and the reason I'm so excited she's on the show is because her work really does help us look at things differently and um, related to our lives and just everything that's around us. So I want to welcome you, Sally. You there? Yep. So I want to say Hi. thanks. Hey. Oh, you I want to say you're thanks. Welcome. And I want to, and um, Yolanda didn't say, but um, you've been a big supporter of this book and this project, and so um, you're in the acknowledgments, and I thank you for that. Well, it was an honor for me to be a part of that and just to be here for you. I mean, you know. We're such good friends now, and we'll even get into that about how we met. <laughs> but I just want to give everyone a little bit of background about you. So Sally is, and you have quite a few hats. She's a life coach. Um, she's also a color wisdom card practitioner, which is how we met. And she's a professor at State University of New York at Albany. So, And you teach political science, correct? Yes, yes. Okay, and there's so much more to Sally, and I would love for you all to visit her website so you can find out some more about the work that she does. And um, one of the great things you offer, I think, that a lot of people would enjoy is Sally does do oracle card readings, but she also helps people with putting together courses. So if you are someone that is sharing um, information in any way and need some help in how to put a course together, Sally is great for that. So her website is colorreadingprofessor.com, and she also has a YouTube channel with some great information. So I wanted to start out with you, Sally, um, asking you about the different aspects of yourself that you do embrace before we talk about the book, because I think it's so interesting that you are a professor, but you also um, you know, do the oracle card readings and this type of work. And how was that for you? What inspired you to tap into that part of yourself? How did that all start? So I think it's really important to do stuff outside of work for yes. anybody. Um, for me, and, and and I've always had a little trouble kind of doing that because work is big and there's always a lot to yeah. do and so um I've always liked color since I was a kid and um and so the um the deck of oracle cards comes from um Tori Hartman who's a psychic um and so it's her deck of cards and so found the deck of cards and as you know um you know there's colors with the cards and there's also fables and adventure stories and action and that's totally appeals to me so i was really thrilled when and then and then sort of the book um i was really thrilled to find something that i really liked that got me into um a different space than doing political science all the time um and i would encourage other people that hey it doesn't have to all be about work 
it is a little weird uh, when you teach political science science at a university. It's a little weird to um, sort of um, you kind of don't talk a lot about the oracle card part of your life. Yeah, <laughs> but but because um, it's an audience that doesn't really get it. But but the right. bigger and that's a little weird. But um, but I think the bigger part of it is you know. Um, you know, sometimes we hesitate to kind of step into a different space, and man, it's it's worth it if if that's the space that you want to you know step into. No, I totally agree, and I think that's such um, an important message for so many people to really explore all of those different aspects of who you are. And it doesn't always mean that you have to give up one part of your life in order to explore another part. I mean, because you've done that. In all the years that I've known you, you've done both. So um, I think that is a good thing that you're doing and a good message to share with everyone to really express yourself in all the different ways that you do. So even speaking of that, Sally, um, because I know a lot of people think that we only have one purpose or one passion, but you clearly, I mean, you've connected with your passion for color and then also with being a teacher. So do you think that with the different things you allow yourself to do that it has made even your life more full-bodied and is it a hard thing for you to do to, you know, juggle the different aspects of you or you just work it out? I don't know. Um, I think that overall it's made me a lot better because yeah, in a way it takes the pressure off work because um, you know you've got something outside that you want to do. Um, yes. It, it's taught me that I have a more creative kind of side that I want to express that, that maybe I wouldn't have thought about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of opened up. I mean, I mean you're a political science professor. Um, academics isn't always the most positive pl- kind of place in, this, in the sense that you, you're sort of telling people a lot more, hey, you know, what's wrong with what you did? Than, and so yeah. and so a positive space to sort of, oh, yeah, that's good, is, is really good. So so I think it's helped me meet people um, that I wouldn't have met. I think, you know, it's made me appreciate, um, you know, some of what I can do that maybe I didn't think I could. Um, I grew up in a family where my mom especially really liked projects, um, and so I kind of a little bit get to honor that. Yeah. Um, there are some costs because you work hard enough that, you know, there's times, um, <coughs> oh, do I have, now I'm done with school, so now do I have to work on this book? And so right. and so there's no question that you're, you're paying some costs. Um, but I think... You know, I thought about stopping a bunch of times, and and no, I think I think for me this project needed to finish. Yeah. And so I would and I so, would again in, encourage other people to you know encourage you guys out there to um. You know, as Yolanda said, um, follow your passion, and it doesn't have to be one passion. Right. Right. And even speaking of your book, again, it's called 52 Quotes to Color Your Weeks, and it's available on Amazon. And for those of you listening to the show, there's also a link in the show description to the book. Can you share with everyone what inspired this book? How did you even start this project? What inspired this book, I'm laughing. Um, I mean, number one, the color piece, like I said, has always kind of intrigued me. 
Um, I listened to this, to a, I don't know, a similar kind of podcast like this, and they were talking about how to write a book in a weekend. And one of the ways they said to do it was to take a series of quotes, um, because it was finite. So I'm not sure that I actually believe the how to write a book in a weekend part, but but I thought that's pretty cool to think about doing something um, that you thought you couldn't do. And see, you know, like right. who thinks they can really write a book in a weekend, um, and sort of, and sort of actually doing it, and 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 especially as it related to my job, I thought, oh, maybe it'll teach me to write faster um, and stop worrying about things um, than I thought I could. So so it was sort of a combination of um, you know color and listening to that program, and kind of wanting to take the challenge, and and then. Um, so I purposely tried to write the first ones sort of quicker than I thought I could, so I have more down on paper. Um, and then it took way longer than a weekend, but but that's how it it started. I think with with oh here's the challenge of you know trying to do something you thought you couldn't. How cool! How mm-hmm. cool is that? How good are you going to feel it, about yourself <laughs> when you do that? Maybe. Well, I mean, and it's such a cool book. And you mentioned that this um, part of the recommendation they had was starting with quotes because those are more finite and in the book you do have different quotes about color but another thing that is so beautiful about it is I mean you took it far beyond that I mean you went you know far beyond the quotes so how did working through this project and working with the quotes and the color what motivated you to you know kind of format the book in the way that you have so um, for those of you out there, I mean, the book is pretty um, open-ended. Um, it's, you know, it's um, it's quote, and then it's some um, ideas about the quote and, and thoughts, and and then it's sort of at the end is maybe an action step. Um, it's but it but it's um, pretty open-ended stuff for so so the quotes are intended to, um, you know, encourage you to think. Um, encourage you to explore ideas, explore life, <laughs> explore energy, um, and, yeah. and maybe even get motivated, inspired. So I really like the open-ended piece. Like, you know, it's about empowering people in in whatever way people want. It's not it's not somebody um, telling people, hey, you should be doing X. Um, it's about right. generating enough questions and enough ideas. Yeah, and you do it so beautifully. Again, I, I know we're going to talk about it some more after you guide us through an exercise around color, but one thing I wanted to ask you before we get into that is I know once you published the book, you had a book signing in New York, and um, if you could just share with us, I know you and I were talking before about the interview that you had and what came up for you around that. So... um as part of the book signing at the local bookstore, um, and and it was kind of cool because you kind of never think you're going to have a book signing. On, on the <laughs> other hand, the bookstore guys are my friends, so you know, and my friends ended up coming, so it was kind of a old home week as much as anything else, which which was fun. Um, yeah. So the local paper in Albany is a pretty small place. Um, did this story um, about the book about me. Um, and a couple of things, um, a bunch of things kind of came up. Um, one is I'm visually impaired, so I don't see much, so don't see anything at this point. So 
the obvious question was sort of, you know, if you can't see, why the heck are you writing something about color? Um, and what I said, and, and I think it's true, you know, for, for in some way for for most of us, um, you know, sort of why not? Um, that it's, you know, I mean, like we were saying before, it's a way to, you know, if you're interested in something, um, why not do what you need to do with it? Why not um, explore your passion, go with a positive energy? So, yeah. so it's sort of, you know, you know, taking off those limits, or, or in this case, why does society have to impose the limits that it does? Um, right. You can't see. Why not write a book about color? Um, so, so that was one thing we talked about, and and another was just the. I mean, which which matters to me because I write, and, and again, it can generalize to you know whatever somebody else is doing. Um, you know, I just you, you know you do a project, um, and and actually, like we were talking about um, before before we got on the air, um, you know, you kind of think you have to be an expert at the beginning, and and kind mm-hmm. of you don't. I mean, I learned a lot about you know writing, putting ideas down on paper. Um, you know, having enough patience to finish. So, so we were really, you know, having the conversation before about um, you don't have, you know, about about starting something and and the importance of learning and and not being the expert and not knowing it all. Right. And a pro a project evolves and you evolve and all that kind of stuff. And I think that is so beautiful, and you even touched on that a little earlier, and you were talking about doing something you think you can't do. And I think that, I mean, even for me, you know, I've talked about it on the show before, and you can attest to this. You know, when Sally and I met, it was at an Oracle card um, training in Los Angeles, and our teacher was trying to encourage me to do a guided meditation for the group, and I was terrified. I did not want to do it. And people listening to the show now, they think I'm very comfortable with doing, you know, all of this that I do. But I tell people all the time, no, I was terrified. (laughs) I look back on it, I'm like, I can't believe I do what I'm doing now. But that is so important for people to, I think, know and hear is that you don't always have to know to try. Like if something is calling to you or you feel inspired by something or just want to try to learn something new, go for it. I think that, I mean, that's one of the things I love about you so much. And, you know, I'm very thankful that we've been able to be that type of support for each other over the years. So I think that's a good message. I will attest to the fact that Yolanda did not want to do that meditation because I was there. Yeah, I did not. Who would have thought all these years later, now I'll do it any time, any place. And now, yeah, yeah, now, and now the first thing when I ask you how you're doing, you're like, I just led this meditation. (laughs) Exactly. Not to mention start a business, not to mention make the business work, not to mention, you know, you're constantly trying out new things, um, not to mention high quality stuff that wasn't there three or four years ago. Thank you, Sally. And, you know, and that's what it's all about and even your book, you know, coming back to that. Like you, I remember the conversations of this just being an idea for for you. And then the process of you finding the quotes that you liked and, you know, sharing some of the different quotes and how it just progressed and evolved. And then so 
when you got to the point of calling me one day and saying, oh, I'm doing a book signing. I mean, it was just so exciting to see that process that you went through and who would have known at the very beginning, you know, what would have happened. So hopefully that does inspire the people listening to try, just try. (laughs) You don't always have to know or know what's going to happen. And just and just devolve and and just sort of right. um, you know like Yolanda said again um, hey what is it that you really want and 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 somehow some way maybe a small way because it doesn't always have to be big um, you know go for it you don't have to settle for stuff right and and that it does take work I mean I don't think it, does. it was it was it was how to write a book in a weekend but it was way more than a weekend too. <laughs> And so and so both of those things are true. Can you do more than you think you can? Yeah, that's the positive part. You know, the yeah. other part is um is yeah, it was way more than a weekend. <laughs> but you know, that's such a good thing to point out too because a lot of times we have these like expectations and these certain deadlines or goals that we have for ourselves and if we don't yeah. meet them, we tend to beat ourselves up or maybe give up and walk away which you could have done like, oh, I didn't finish in the weekend, so that didn't work, but you stuck with it and you allowed the process to become your own. And now here we are talking about your book. <laughs> available yeah. online. Yeah. <laughs> and so, does a process have ups and downs? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And so to say it's all friend. to say it's all po- to say it's all positive, it's not. No, it's challenging, but, you know, we learn yeah. so much in that, too. So, no, absolutely. So I do want to talk some more about the book, but I want to make sure that we have time for us to go through your exercise of color. So did you want to guide so, us through that? Yeah, so relatively quickly, I just, um, since this is about color and what each of us um, gets out of color, um and I won't do this as a meditation because Yolanda's way better at it. Um oh, no. but um but but if you guys listening out there, um just look around for a second. And what colors do you see? And what does that make you think of? And do you have any or what associations do you have with those colors? Um, do you associate any, you know, ideas or even sound, even other senses, sounds or smells or whatever? And just by noticing, um, just by noticing, um, what's one small thing do you learn about yourself? So again, just look around and what colors do you? See? You know, do you see and what associations do you have? What does that mean to you? Where do they come from? Again, it's open-ended. You can take it anywhere you want to. And, um, and hey, even in, you know, that small minute or two in this slice of time, um, what's one sm- even small thing that you, you know, take away that you learn about yourself um, from just sort of lo- doing that noticing uh, and looking around? You know, it's so interesting. I remember the first time you had me do this, and I think it was on one of your teleseminars, or it may have even been when um, you came on a show to talk about the heart chakra. But I think it was your teleseminar, and 
I remember, like, even now I'm looking around and I see various objects um, in this space that are turquoise. And I don't even think about how much I love that color, but I am very... And my shirt, actually, I'm wearing right now is turquoise. So I tend to gravitate towards that color. And as you were just, you know sharing with us right now to look at something and see what comes up for us, there's something so peaceful about that color to me. It's very peaceful, but it seems um, very healing to me as well for some reason. So that's really cool. So so the yeah. learning for yourself, I don't know that we should call it learning, but the the takeaway yeah is 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 that how important it is to have a peaceful environment or something like that yeah. or you want more yeah. turquoise around because you'll be more <laughs> more well it's interesting to me to even look at the fact that one i tend to i obviously buy a lot of things that are turquoise but i didn't ever think about why you know, just on a surface level, I think sometimes we may think of a color and think like, oh, I just like that particular color, but we don't consider why or what that color makes us feel like or what does come up for us. You know, kind of um, even with your book, how you have – I just want to point that out, I guess, to tell people. So the way that the book is written, it's 52 weeks um, of colors and quotes. So you can – the way that I do it, and I told you this earlier, and I love to do it, I will think about what's going on in my life or in my day, and I'll just grab the book and open up to whatever page randomly pops up, and I read what the color is and then what the quote is that goes with that color. And then Sally has written information to make you think about the quote, to encourage you to um, think about what came up for you and how the color whichever the specified color is, how it all relates to it. And one of the beautiful things is it really does, again, give you a different perspective. So if I were thinking about, I don't know, even with this turquoise, you know, I could have been thinking like, well, today was a really long day. But if I stop and look at all the turquoise that is surrounding me and I pay attention to how it does make me feel very peaceful and calm, it shifts my energy just by me acknowledging this color. So I think it's kind of amazing what you've done in putting this book together and helping us to really see color in a different way. I think the other piece, I mean, that's cool. I think the other piece is um, it, it sort of, it makes you notice. I mean, I mean, yeah. certainly me. I can I can just walk around whether it's a color or a sound or whatever, and I'm just walking. <laughs> and and I mean, it's so easy not to pay attention, or or the opposite of that, you paying attention, but but sort of there's more there. Right. Um, and so even just stopping and looking and checking things out and noticing um, is is just really so important, and we so tend not to do it, um, not right. not consciously, but we don't consciously do it. Well, the way that you even um, put the book together, one of the things I was thinking about today is it really does seem to not only engage the reader, but inspires them to be more reflective. 
and like I said, I'll look at it for the day. So it may inspire me to think about what's going on in my day, um, look at that a little differently or be very aware of my perspective. So it it does. I, and I think we all need that. It, it kind of reminds me of how I talk about meditation a lot and meditation bringing us into a space of being more present. But even with this and this process and what you're talking about, that also brings you into this present awareness and really being um, cognizant of what is around you. So with and, that... Huh? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, please. No, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, go for it. I was going to say, <laughs> did you want to share, we can share a couple of the quotes from the book with people just to get an idea? Sure. Okay. So one of my favorites, and it's probably because my favorite color is purple, <laughs> but it's from um, the week 45 in your book, and the topic is the unknown. But the quote is, everything changes when a man becomes purple. And the quote is from Charlie McDonald. So I love that quote. And I wanted to know from you personally, like, what does that bring up in you? So um, Charlie McDonald is a um, entertainer, a comedian, a singer. He's apparently got a humongously popular YouTube channel. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I love it too. Um what it means for me, I mean, funny, right? I wonder what it does mean yeah. when a man becomes purple. And you can start, oh, does it mean you're going to, you know, actually turn purple? Does it mean you're walking around with a purple attitude? Um, and so, I mean, I think, you know, if if a man becomes purple, um, does is a woman going to become purple too? Um, <laughs> I mean, I think you can, <laughs> I mean, I think it just triggers your imagination like crazy. Um, and I, And that's great. Um, and then, and it kind of makes you curious and, you know, um, and I think, and I think then, you know, you can kind of take it to a serious place. Um, okay. So, you know, what about the unknown? What do we do, you know, when we have to answer harder questions or when we don't know what's going to come at us? Um, and then you start going, oh crap. Um, (laughs) but, but if you kind of put it all in the perspective of curiosity and imagination um, oh, I wonder what would happen if I changed my job. Um, okay, it doesn't at first sound as fun as what would happen if a man became purple, but but you're asking the same kind of question. It's um it's the unknown. It's the it's purple, so it's it's mystery kind of. Um, you know, it's got depth. So so I think I think to me that's you know a you know what does it mean to me? I mean it's fun, right? Um, mm-hmm. You don't have a clue what he's really talking about. Um, and secondly, um, you know, it does make you think about how you handle the unknown and are there ways to, you know, instead of being afraid of it, um, can we sort of, you know, deal with it with that same kind of fun piece or curiosity piece that, that you do when you think about the quote. And well, it just makes me what laugh. You, what you said about um, <laughs> the unknown and then, you know, what if a man became purple, even hearing you say that, it makes me think of just like the unlimited possibility and kind of what you were talking yeah. about earlier about not having any restriction on what you're going to explore, what you will do. And sometimes the unknown is 
very um, beneficial to us in that we don't have any restriction or limitation because we don't even know what's to come. Um, One of the things that I thought of when I read this quote, everything changes when a man becomes purple. My initial thought was how a lot of times we associate men with blue and women are pink and, you know, those old standards. I was like, oh, so if a man became purple, is that like him softening up a bit, you know, like allowing um, some different hues to come in? And then I also thought about the color purple itself to me as like royalty and it's warm and it's strong. So, what if a man like connected with his strength and again stepping outside of the binary or what we think we have to be and just allowing ourselves to be who we are. So I think um Amal now you see everyone listening how much you can get from this book, just one quote. <laughs> and how different people are gonna get different things. Um because yes. you on the I mean I really like that about possibility. Um, I was kind of thinking of it as, okay, you know, as as sort of, oh, we tend to be scared of the unknown. Um, And what you hit is the absolute opposite. Oh, possibility. I like that a lot. Yeah. Okay. So another quote that we have from the book um, that Sally and I talked about earlier, um, and thank you for letting me pick out my favorite quote, by the way. But the uh, week 27 is about the color green, and the focus is growth. And the quote is, when you're green, you're growing. When you're ripe, you rot. And that quote is from Ray Kroc. And so can you share with us your thoughts about that quote? So um, for those of you that don't know, Ray Kroc was the founder of McDonald's, and clearly they've done well um, over time. And so um, so Yolanda and I just had a really interesting conversation before the show um, about the importance of growth. And, and from this quote, you can take, you know, one of the questions is, okay, so what does it mean to grow? Um, the importance of growing, um, meaning the importance of, you know, you don't have to know anything, but we're always learning, we're always growing, yeah. Um, you know, be it physically or, or for Ray Kroc, maybe in business or, or emotionally. Um, and and if we're not, then, you know, I, I, it's a great quote. Um, when you're ripe, you rot. But, but it's yeah. not about knowing everything in one moment. It's, you know, for Ray Kroc, um, you know, the business grew from from something very small. He didn't know how to do it all at once. Um so Yolanda and I were talking before about the importance of growing as a, as opposed to sort of thinking that you've done all the growing you're going to do and, and sort of growing at a, at a conscious level, sort of sort of seeking yeah. that kind of value. Yeah, and it even touches into what we were talking about a little earlier on the show, um, you know, not having to know it all and don't yeah. – you know, prevent yourself from trying because you're not the expert or you don't have all of the information. And the beauty is really what you get to learn and the opportunity to grow in the process of whatever it is you're doing. And it's like the moment you think there's nothing else for you to know or you think you, you know, have mastered or perfected anything in particular, it is. It's like we rot because then what are you striving for? And you're not continuing to allow yourself to expand and evolve. 
So I think that's a really, really cool quote. And hopefully, um, you know, I'm thinking I might, and just having this conversation with you, it does inspire me to want to continue to try new things and, you know, just keep allowing myself to grow and not worrying about what the end result will be, but just giving myself that space to explore and see what happens. And okay. and I mean I mean a couple other things just about some of these quotes are I mean, okay, so these ones are, are just kind of there's a funny aspect too, you know, it's so strongly mm-hmm. stated. <laughs> when you're right yeah. you rot. No messing around yeah. there. <laughs> um but 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 in a in a real how much you can say or how much you can get out of what somebody has said, you know, that that's really short. I mean, you know, what is this, like 10, 12 words or something, and and look at how much there is there. Right. And that's what I love, too, that it does get you to think. And really, you know, that's what I was saying before about this book I love so much because it really gets me to, like, pause and consider my perspective about different aspects of my life. And, I mean, you know, just in a general sense, like, who would think, you know, just reading these quotes would make you go so deep into looking at yourself and considering how you're viewing different things. But um, so the next quote we have is from week 24 in the book, and it is around the color red. I love this one. So the quote is, designers want me to dress like spring in billowing things. I don't feel like spring. I feel like a warm red autumn. And that is from Marilyn Monroe. So, again, can you please share with us your thoughts about that quote, Sally? Well, I thought it was about um, doing what you want to do. Okay, so yeah. they wanted to dress like spring. Uh, spring. She doesn't. She wants a warm red autumn. Um, and so I think it's about doing what you want. Um, I think, at least at least for me, Um mm-hmm. And 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 it, and and deeper than that, it kind of gets you to think about okay, if somebody wants you to do something, um, you know, when are you going to go along, and when versus when are you going to take a stand and say I don't want to do it, you know, what's important? Right. Um, so so it's the it's the being who you are, but but kind of it's also thinking about when you're going to be who you are, and what does it mean if you're not? Um, right. And and the other piece for me. Um, that I think is really important to think about, um, like we connecting with the gender piece that we said before about blue and pink and purple. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, here's Marilyn Monroe in, in, I don't know, the 1940s and 50s, um, you know, when the Hollywood men were in control, and here's this actress, and she's really famous, but it's still the, the guys that are controlling things and the studio moguls or whatever and so right. and so the quote makes me think about the you know so i mean we can each make our decisions when to be you know when to be who we are but but look at the time and look at the context when she was saying this um in the 40s and 50s and you know the role of women the role of men um that even right. as famous as she was she's she's saying okay they want me to do this and i don't and they're probably going to win because that's the time that it was so, right. so the context matters. And even with you saying that and you think about now how iconic she is and even yeah. given that time, um, how things were so different back then. But now, you know, 
this quote, you have it under the color red, and she even says she feels like a warm red autumn. And I think about the color red, and that color to me, you know, it's like so it's sexy and ooh, warm autumn, you know, it's like very sensual. <laughs> and you can get that from her, you know, naturally, of course. But I think that is, um, I love it so much because it does speak to just not even just only being yourself, but even recognizing who you are. You know, yeah. a lot of us, we, we're still trying to figure out, like, who am I? Do I, What do I like? What color am yeah. I? What do I feel like? What does make me feel good? Because from such a young age, we're constantly told, you know, what to do and what we're supposed to like. And, you know, these different roles that we're kind of just thrown into. So it, I think it's yeah. exciting, the idea of even recognizing what your color is or what your personality is, who you are. Just that recognition and it does, alone does evolve because I mean certainly mm-hmm. I'm still asking myself a, a lot of those what do I want I mean you think at some point yeah. you really know but it evolves and the other yeah. thing I was thinking as you were talking is um, I mean even somebody who was as iconic as Marilyn Monroe um, you know even she faced some of these conflicts and and yeah. so you know on on the outward part you would think oh man she's really successful she didn't have that many issues. Um, and and yet she's, you know, we don't know really what the context for this quote is, but but you know, even somebody, it's nice to think that even somebody like her, um, sort of faces the same kind of conflicts that that you and I, you know, and everybody out yeah. there listening does. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, and so our next color that we have, another color I love, is yellow, and this is from week sixteen in the book. And the focus is light. And the quote is, I really just want to be warm yellow light that pours over everyone I love. Oh, I love that one. And the person that the quote is from is Connor Oberst. And did you want to share with us about that, please? Yeah. And so Connor Oberst is a younger singer. So we've kind of into the modern generation, I guess. Um I just like it. I mean, um, mm-hmm. I want to pour warm yellow light over everyone I love. I mean, what a really yeah. nice thought. Um, sometimes I, I think, you know, um, when we think about doing things for people, we think about, oh, that's hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> or we kind of don't know how to do it, or we kind of forget. We want to do something good for people, but we stop to don't consciously think about it. And yeah. so it's, it's just a really simple thought. It's just a really simple thought. I just want to be warm yellow light and pour it over everyone I love. I mean, how nice. You know, he's making it, it sound easy. It's just it's yeah. just sweet. It is very sweet. And, you know, I love the color yellow. It makes me think of um, just I feel happy when I see yellow. It's so vibrant and bright. I love the color. But that quote in itself, it was like, oh, that's why I love doing this work. I get, I feel like I get to um, share with people in so many ways and, you know, like the exchange of light and the exchange of energy. And so, um, and how that light is boundless, you know, energy is boundless. So I read this quote and thought about the show and all of just all of these connections, even our connection. I have a question for you, Yolanda. Um, is there a color you don't like? That's a really good question. Um, let me think. 
Okay. Well, um, <coughs> excuse me. There's not a color I don't like, although I used to not be that big a fan of red. And I think because when I would see red, I th- I think it just, you know, it's kind of like an alert or like in my mind I was associated with like danger or risk. But I also remember being really young and I don't know who it was. It may have been one of my aunts or, you know, just someone older in my family and them saying, you know, a particular type of woman wore red. So <laughs> it was the nicest thing. Yeah, so I, I it's funny. Actually, I think it's when um, I went to one of your teleseminars and you were talking about red that particular week, and it made me really realize, like, oh, that's why I think I'm not that fond of red, but I've been working on it. Like, wait, it's actually a really beautiful color. So <laughs> you have inspired, like, me changing my perspective on that and letting go of, like, you know, what I heard about red. But yeah. What about you? And so, and so, is there a way to, um, you know, so it's about the color, um, mm-hmm. and I guess, um, 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 sort of, it's about the color, and and at the same time, it's it's about sort of using the color to to learn about yourself, mm-hmm. um. Or, or so, you know, maybe you're saying, you know, the possibility of changing perspective or, you know, so it's about, I mean, part of it, I think, is about the color. Oh, I like that. I don't like this. Um, so maybe color gets you clearer on what you, you know, one thing it does is get you clearer on what you like and what you don't like. And it seems like it goes beyond the color, or it could go beyond the color, too. Um, yeah. Okay. So I learned that, you know, red is changing perspective. I um I think for me so so on my website there's a color of the month and a couple of times we've done brown and at first I thought oh man that's boring and there's nothing there <laughs> um and then you start thinking about the earth or things that are brown or or just the the solidity of you know wood yeah um and and so I probably learned the perspective that you said about red, I probably learned um, it about brown. brown and yeah. and then another month, not because I don't like it, but um, twice now we've done the color black as color. <laughs> and, and a couple of people have just, I mean, talk about a poor color that has negative associated with it. Um, <laughs> oh, I know. A couple of people, when I told them, you know, the color is black, <laughs> they either just started laughing or they go, who died? Yeah. So, <laughs> and so... Um, and and so, you know, as as you think about it, I mean, I mean, for every color that I've done something about, just just how much more to it there is than I than I kind of initially knew. Um, and black is if you just even start, you know, it it is one of those colors. And but I think, but I think for me, it's it's brown that I really learned. Okay, there's way more here, and it's more positive than I thought. Well, I think that's the interesting thing about it um, and all the colors, even as you were talking about black and I was thinking about um, our cultural associations with it, like funerals and, you know, the ending of something or, you know, like the void or whatever. But then on the flip side, I'm like, well, but it could also be very, like, solid and strong and, you know, like a regal kind of color, like a richness to it. 
So with all of the different colors and even through our conversation, again, it really makes me think about perspective and how we can look at one thing in so many different ways and how one thing or one idea can have so many interpretations. And, you know, just in our lives, our everyday lives, and we think about what people may say to us or things that may come up that we initially maybe it hurt our feelings that somebody said something in a particular way, but they didn't mean it in that context or they didn't mean it in the way that we heard it or understood it. Just by looking at color in the way that you guide us to in this book, it reminds us to step back and look at things from different angles. Not everything is so um, one-dimensional. We can see one thing in a variety of ways, and I think it's that in itself is just like a beautiful um, habit for us to start to adopt, yeah. to look at things yeah. in different ways. Because I, so, I agree with that, yeah. Yeah. And and again, that, it, that it's about, like we were saying at the beginning, um, expanding possibilities. Absolutely. Um, what would happen if a man became purple? Um, yeah. <clears throat> what would happen? <laughs> So it will be really great to hear from all of you from the show. I mean, you know, I always tell you, email me, let me know what came up for you, what you think. But also feel free to reach out to Sally. So, again, you can contact her through her website, which is colorreadingprofessor.com. You can get more information about Sally and her work, but you can also email her. But Sally also has a free monthly teleseminar where she goes through you know, kind of even similar to what we did tonight um, with a particular focus and color in mind. So her next teleseminar will be on January 4th, and that's at 8 p.m. Eastern, which is 5 p.m. Pacific. And if you go to her website, you can sign up for her newsletter, sign up for the teleseminar, and I'll be there. So I would love to join all of you in that. And Sally, I want to thank you so much again for coming on the show today and sharing your work with all of us. Sure. And and I want to um thank you guys out there in Radio Land and um <laughs> and and and, th- and thanks Yolanda cuz cuz you know it's a really it's a really good show. It's got a lot of um good energy and good ideas and it's really good. Thank you so much. And of course you and I will speak again soon. And again, for all of you out there, Sally's book is 52 Quotes to Color Your Weeks, and it's available on Amazon. And it is a really fun read because, you know, as you saw us talk about tonight, there's so much you can do with the information in her book. And um, before we go, I just want to let everyone know, those of you who had the light activation sessions, You will receive an email tomorrow with access to a free light activation meditation. And if you are planning on your New Year's um, energy and how you want to shape your New Year, the Planning Your Seeds for 2016 class happened last night, but the recording is still available. So you can still go through that process of transforming your energy to prepare for the new year. You can get more information about that on my website, which is uchi.com. That's Y-E-W-C-H-I.com. And I hope to see all of you in the Intuitive Mastery class, which starts on January 5th. 
So thank you so much to Sally, and thank you all for joining us both today. I hope you have a beautiful evening, and remember to always journey in love.